at some point, God's people have to wake up to the reality that the Babylonian system, which has which has essentially historically been produced on the earth um, in various different guises as city states, mm. and finally, you know, comes to its fullness when the curtain is pulled back. Um, the reality is, you're either in one or the other. You're either operating in one or you're operating in the other. You're either supporting one or and and rejecting another. Hello and welcome to Unlock the Kingdom Within You. This podcast explores the profound truth about what it means to be born into the kingdom, not a religion. On this podcast, we challenge the religious and denominational norms which shackle us from expressing the liberty of Christ by exploring the kingdom, the ecclesia and citizenship. If you're born into the kingdom but lost in religion, then this channel is just for you. So thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think, let, let me, I'll say this, um, and this is where I'm going to obviously queue up nation, the Nation Builder Summit, because that's coming. Um, yes. uh, hopefully this video will have gone out before it's actually happened, otherwise we'll have to retrospectively talk about it. Um, but I think I think one of the most exciting things about uh, the kingdom ecclesia and citizenship is that it opens up to us the idea that we can be involved in shaping Christ society. And I think for men, that is what is exciting. Yeah. This idea that because I think for men to lead, they they can't they're not just shapers of family. They need to be shapers of society. That's and, right. and I think that that is what really motivates men when they start to hear the gospel of the kingdom message. And it's like a co-laborer in the kingdom, a citizen, an active citizen in the kingdom is about sh uh, conserving the good, good in society, in Christ society, and then shaping it and broadening it and increasing it. Absolutely. You know, I said I, I said in a very old article, I'm just referring to all these articles now. I haven't written a long time. Because they're still relevant. They still have value. <laughs> yeah. But it was, uh, it was called The Meaning and the Purpose of Life. Yeah, yes, I remember that. I summarized it, that the meaning and purpose of your life is to co-labor with God. That was it in summary. Mm. To the Ecclesia. That's the purpose of the Ecclesia, is, is we are God's arm on earth, his government on earth. Mm. So that Imagine that though. That's amazing. Just think about that. Working, co-laboring with God. That's your purpose. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> it exactly. makes sense that that's what um, man is here for, <laughs> to work with God. Um, and that's the invitation that, uh, of the Ecclesia, you know, is, is, is to co-labor with him. But it's not just to work with him. It's also you're seated with him in heavenly exactly. places. You have yeah. become part of his 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 family you're now part of like you're together now you're now extending the legacy of the kingdom do you see so i i feel like we look at some of these scriptures and we we don't fully appreciate what it's saying here it's like you are invited to join him in his he wants you to join him you know remember the disciples james and john and they're like, um, they, they get their mother and their mother's like, oh, can my son sit at your right and your left? <laughs> you know, trying to get the, the best front row seats. And I always find Christ um, uh, responds very interesting. He's not like, oh, look at you. Try, you know, try to, you know, be close to me. <laughs> That's his issue. He's like, okay, you're willing to drink the cup. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. are you willing yeah. to drink of the cup? Yeah. And then there, uh, surely you will drink of it. He wants you to come up there. He wants you, he calls us brothers at, at one point. He wants you to be his sibling, right? So it's kind of like, um, and this is the thing, you know, and I, you know, I appreciated this about yourself, as in I noticed this about you very in the very early days as well, when we first connected, mm. is this interest in raising people up, yeah? Mm. You kind of co-labor. Because, you know, a lot of um, the mindset, and you see it with a lot of uh, ministers and, and people in general, is that they want followers. They don't want mm. leaders. Right? Mm. And Christ is, okay, yes, Christ does want you to follow him, yeah? Take up your cross and follow him. But you're following him to a place of resurrection. Yeah. So you can join him, right? He wants you to be with him. And this is the invitation. Mm. Is like come up here. <laughs> you know, like you know, I take it out, out out of context in Revelations, you know, when the Lord says, John, you know, come up here. You know, come up here. co labor with God. I think you I do you know what though, I think you you nail it in the in the fact that if you look at the societies, and I'm going to compare it, if you look at the kingdoms of the world and you look at the societies that we are a part of, the elite and the authorities don't want us to come up. No. All right? The reality is, is the class systems have been designed to keep us in our place. All right? The kingdom of God only has one class, the God class, and everybody comes into that class. It only has one form of citizenship. Everybody comes into that citizenship. And so the Commonwealth is, is a true Commonwealth. Now, I wanted to highlight something because I find it interesting. But, you know, when you look at the discussion in America, especially the context around racism, yeah. the, the, uh, the quote unquote, the, the black American and the journey they've had to take in the history of America into citizenship was a, was a journey where it has always been a hindrance. The, the, the whole point of the civil rights movement was about gaining equality under the law, all right, in a free nation, okay? And so what's interesting is you still hear today amongst African-Americans or black Americans, the conversation about serving the master and liberty from the master, all right? And the reason why I'm bringing it up is you still hear about the the um, influence of Christianity that maintains a subjection to the master. And yet what is interesting is that if they had the kingdom message, it would completely turn things upside down mm. about the nature of living within a society that is class driven against producing a society that is God class, that is not driven by subjugation. And and the truth is, is the gospel of the kingdom is a threat to the kingdoms of the world because it overturns subjugation. Yeah. And and it and it makes the subjugators powerless. And I'm just going to land on one thing before I put it back to you. Do you remember years ago where we learned about the fact of how many people were in India were um, receiving the gospel because it was freeing them from the caste system? Mm. Um, and they and when they realize that in Jesus, it, when they realize that the gospel of the kingdom in Christ means no yes. caste, people were just like, accept Jesus. Now, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying they were coming to a revelation of the kingdom, but there was something there about the that, idea that is a revelation of, of the kingdom. 
Well, truth <laughs> it is, but I'm saying I can't say that every single person got that yeah. revelation. Yeah. But my because put it this way. It's like the fact that when people left Egypt, you know, it wasn't just the Hebrews. It was loads of people. Yeah. Because the truth is, when Egypt is crumbling, you're going to leave. Yeah. You're not going to sit there and stay there. So the same thing is the point. The point there is, though, is there's a truth of the message of the kingdom, which is not a classless society. It's a God class society. And that attracting people out of their casteism, as it were, in order to receive it. And the idea that actually imagine if people actually understood the gospel of the kingdom rather than the Christian message of salvation mm. and the understanding the gospel of the kingdom and the liberty it gives you from the systems of the world, from the world engines in order to truly serve Christ and overturn those engines. Anyway, back That's to right. yourself on that. Just on that, on that salvation point, because just so we're not misinterpreted. It's yeah, like salvation is very key, but you're not just saved from something, you're saved into to something. something. Yeah. And that to something is what is kind of largely ignored. <laughs> you know, the promised land part of well, things. Uh, well, like, we left Egypt. <laughs> or, or or the emphasis is you're saved to go to heaven, which is also yeah. the problematic because yeah. you put off the kingdom yeah. because you've got to go to heaven first. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All this kind of heaven talk is yeah. Even though we pray all the time, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your will be done on earth, on earth, as yeah, it is in as heaven. As it is in heaven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your kingdom and come. Say, and then we'll say amen. And just like, okay. <laughs> you know, or, or, or like, um, you know, when you're backbiting and did all kinds of evil things to your brother, your sister, your husband, and your wife, and you're like, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who forgive us. So, you know, like, you're condemning yourself. <laughs> you know, oh my goodness. So yeah, it's just a yeah. This is what Christian num does, isn't it? It gives you something that's kind of close to the reality. It gives you just enough for you to persuade yourself that this is what it is, but it isn't. You know what it reminds me of? It yeah. reminds me of when the kings in the, in the Old Testament swapped out the bronze, the gold shields, the bronze shields. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the, the enemy is an expert thief. That's what people need to understand. Yeah, yeah. He's, he doesn't just he's like, good he at his job. Know. He's good yeah. at his job. Very, he doesn't just take your phone and then you're like, oh, where's my phone? No, he <laughs> takes your phone and then he replaces it with another type of phone and you carry on using that phone thinking, yeah, this is my phone. <laughs> he he returned, oh, you know what? He returned it with a plastic phone. That's what he gives you. <laughs> exactly. It, it doesn't make any phone calls, but it does give, it does make a noise, you know? You know? I can't quite type, but I can write on this phone. You know, you're deceiving yourself, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so the enemy is an expert thief. And this yeah. is what I think, um, you know, there's a lot, there's, uh, there's a time back in the day anyway, you used to, I used to often hear this, you know, we need to take back what the enemy has stolen from us, you know. What has the enemy stolen from you? Thank you. That, That's the that question. You don't know what he's stolen from you. <laughs> because you're still... You're, you're, you're talking about the other thing that you think is stolen, but you're still living in the whole environment that's stolen from you. Do you know what I liken it to? I'll tell, yeah. tell you what I liken it to. I liken it to, is it the conquistadors who, in going to, I think, South America, um, uh, saw all the gold Aztecs. and essentially, or the Aztecs, yeah, and convinced them, them to swap the gold for immaterial, worthless things. And the right, same yeah, thing happened in America with the with the... Um, the Indians uh, in America, the uh, Red Indians, or I uh, don't say Red Indians, I can't remember the, the tribe. But it's this idea of 
you lose you lose brevity of what you have as valuable and so you give it away and it's lived by esau when he gave away his birthright, birthright yeah. yeah it's literally not seeing the value that is his tactic that's what he did to eve the lord says you have everything yeah, yeah. he somehow built um a, a, a debt mindset he a lack in her yeah and then she saw this fruit she's like oh i want some of that you know i said to say she doesn't have enough and that's how the enemy works doesn't it? and then he yeah he sells you the imagine this that the, the lord wants you to be like him that's his aim for you he wants you to be like god and the enemy exactly. comes and says "Ooh, do you want to be like god just <laughs> what i'm trying to say it's so smart like he's selling you what you kind of want but he's he's leading you down um, a wrong path i find i find it interesting because it's got to the point where m- religious leaders uh, are out there saying Christian leaders saying exactly what is contrary to Christ what, and no, nobody bats an eyelid. I'm talking about where at the level of the deception. Yes. Um, it, it's got to that point. Um, I'll give you an example as well. Remember we were talking earlier about the temple of Herod. All right. And Jesus comes, the disciples come along to Jesus. They go, look at this temple. Look how magnificent it is. And Jesus goes, hey, that's coming down. Yeah. And you know what? It's be- it's for me. It's because I always, in the past, I used to think, well, yeah, that's because God was demolishing the old system. But then I realized, no, God never commissioned Herod to build it. Never commissioned. Um, and that's the issue. The issue is is that what God has commissioned in the past, He commissions. If He doesn't commission it, He's going to take it down. Um, especially when yes. it says it represents Him. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what we're seeing. Is that I'm saying that we're we're People are waking up to say, well, these these existing religious institutions, the voice that is speaking from them now is so is is truthfully, this is not God because it actually is so aligned to the state. And so the institution and the state are one and the same now. And so it is the state. Absolutely. Like if you're talking of Church of England, which it sounds like kind of you are. Yeah. Well, I can speak of a number of institutions, but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go there. Absolutely, absolutely. But on a good example is just without going deep into it, is the LGBT issue. It's like yeah, the things I hear from the from the C of E, I'm just like, is this another organization or is this? I mean, to this point, you can argue that they've done more for LGBT than Stonewall. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's kind of like it's like what is this again? Like <laughs> so. Um, yeah but yeah so um there's a lot of confusion it is but i think you know what i think that one of the interesting things is that i've always said this when you look at the kingdom of god throughout history it runs along the fault lines of city states Mm. so in other words where city states begin to crash and fall in their political pardon me political financial social structures legal structures the kingdom of God runs through there. Um, and in fact, those 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 fractures within the society, we don't often recognize it, but they're caused by the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, and so we have to take courage as citizens of the kingdom that when these fractures occur, we shouldn't be running around like everybody else going, whoa, what, you know, what's come upon us? Rather, we should know that, right, those are the channels in which we need to, to declare the kingdom through. Um, in order to see the kingdom expanded and really men redeemed um, so that they don't get they don't get in the situation. So they were called out rather than it gets to the point of get out. 
<laughs> which yeah. which we're sitting seeing in certain areas. Yeah, I really like the conversation we're having at the last retreat when we're talking about this two cities. Yes. And um one is uh, Babylon and then the other is Zion or Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem. Yeah. And those those are the only two system um, uh, only yeah, two systems. Uh, systems. You know, and Cain was the first. We even talked about that today, is it? Yeah. So Cain was the first to build that the the systems of this world because he's the first city builder to lay you know? down. Yeah. But Christ's vision and trail has always been the building of his nation and Zion. It culminates with Zion on the hill as well. Yeah. You know, um, and even we have come to Zion. This is another thing. You know. Yeah. This futuristic Zion has kind of taken away people away from the present Zion. Does that make sense to you? You know, we have come to Zion. That means we have come into this salvation where we experience the kingdom now. Yeah. Right? And sometimes we talk of the, the, the future expression of the kingdom, the culmination. And yeah. People use that as a get out clause for what they ought to be doing now. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and the inheritance that they have now. Yeah. You know, it's so yeah. funny, like the creative ways we, we misinterpret um, scripture because we just don't want to wrestle with the fact that we're so out of sync with the reality or what the reality yeah. is. And, and you know what it is? You know what it is, is the truth is we don't want to wrestle into maturity. So at least Jacob wrestled to become Israel because Esau yeah. was coming. Yeah? yeah. So the truth is, is we've not had, and this is by God's grace, it will, it will change for us. But when, pr- when pressure comes from the outside to take, to legitimately take everything that we've, we've yep. passed together, we will start to wrestle with the Lord for for a level of dominion, um, and a level of dominion. Like that's kind of happening, isn't it? The way the, I think it is. I think it is. There. Yeah. But I was going. I was also going to say that this the point you were raising about the fact that at some point God's people have to wake up to the reality that the Babylonian system, which has which has essentially historically been produced on the earth. Um, in various different guises as city-states mm. and finally, you know, comes to its fullness when the curtain is pulled back. Um, the reality is you're either in one or the other. You're either operating in one or you're operating in the other. You're either supporting one or, and, and rejecting another. Mm. And, and so our citizenship in heaven is vital because it's not just in heaven. It has to be on earth. Absolutely. And and we have to recognize that it is on earth because we are we are the custodians of it and and the line the boundary line of the kingdom starts and finishes with us. We are we are the borders. We are the borders. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is it. But I think um I think it's gonna be an interesting journey. I mean, um as we as we as we at restore citizenship and and as our community within it begins to like I say, connect with other other communities, and that society becomes clearer and clearer. I think that we're going to find our ability to channel the Commonwealth of the Kingdom through to other lives is going to be more available to us. I think, um, so. yeah. And because we proved ourselves to the Lord to be custodians mm. and and capable, and I, you know what, the first thing you have to learn about with the Lord is a, being a custodian of His Word. That's the priority. Yeah, if you're a custodian of his word and you treat his word with gravitas and importance and honor it and record it and maintain the, and remember it, 
Because also think about it, even with you and I and our relationships with people around us, if we don't value people, we don't remember what they say. Mm. And so when God has to say to you, remember, it's telling you that it's telling you about your level of value for him. Because if you remember his word, you are showing him. And I don't mean remind him of his word because the Lord's not senile. All right. He knows what he said. His mind is perfect. But remembering his word is where he gets to find a place in you where he can say, you know what? In that earth, in that Pulumi, in that Frederick, my word is settled there forever. It doesn't get forgotten. You know, it doesn't get left behind. It's considered, it's thought about, and it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, it's invested into. And that's what gladdens his heart. So being a custodian of his word is vital. Not, a, not a repetition of his word, but a custodian of it, the value of it, and the living out of it. Amen. Yeah. All I can say to that is amen. <laughs> amen. That is, that is, yeah, amen. That's the, that's the heart of God. That's the spirit we ought to have. Yeah. I do always find it disturbing when um, somebody meets the word and is contradicting maybe their life choices or even their doctrine, and they don't really bat an eye. <laughs> I find it really yeah. weird when somebody's like, it used to be a thing of great frustration, actually. Um, I was like, wait, but you could directly see here that God is saying this. So why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, um, yeah. And I think one of the things that's most disturbing um for a number of years it's just the lack of the fear of god yeah yeah you know, and and that fear is reverence isn't it so yeah if you value his word that's you showing fear and reverence for him mm. but there's a lack of of fear of god and i have been wondering <laughs> you know is it because like you know i'm probably wrong in thinking this but it's like is god not judging people in the way he was judging people before Right, like um, Sophia, you know, when they and a nice Sophia, yeah, yeah, when they lied to the Holy Spirit and then suddenly dropped dead. Of course, the Lord can just show up at any point in time, but um, we need to bring back the fear of God. But it's not; it's like, is it for us to bring it back, or is it for the Lord to bring it? <laughs> you know, I don't know, but um, but yeah, it's definitely a cultural issue that we have where there's a lack of fear for God, and of course, you also see that people fear man more than God, you know. That's yeah, I, but I, I think I, I do. I think what's happened as well is, though, is I think there's a general sense of excuse. We we live in a society which excuses behavior, uh, misbehavior, um, and I think that that when I look within the context of the church and you see misbehavior in the pulpit, you see misbehavior in the pew. Yeah. Then you say, well, at, well, that that has created the idea that God will forgive me till the nth degree, no matter what I do. Yeah. And so that allows me to be unre it goes to the point of allowing me to be unrepentant. We have, that's that that's a it's a cultural uh, disease. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a cancer. It's like normal it's, it is a cancer because it spreads. We we know like if you don't address sin, it spreads. It's like um yeah. uh what's the, what do you call that disease? Uh, leprosy. leprosy. It's leprosy. Yeah. If you don't address the leprosy, it spreads. And that's what I see. Ideology, mm. doctrine, behavior spreading left right and center and we're still carrying on like with the routine but don't, don't you find it interesting and we've talked about this in the past but don't you find it interesting that the lord would say the lord would say 
he's put in structures in his society, eldership, fathers, especially mothers and fathers, eldership levels in society to address, you know, in discipline, to address uh, transgression and rebellion. He's put these things in place. And why? Because he basically says, look, you do not want to end up on the judgment side and the wrath side of God. So I put these things in place in order for you to get on the right side, to mature, to yeah. grow, to develop. Yeah. Like in the book so of Revelation. Yeah. yeah. So discipline is about instruction, reproof, rebuke. Uh, uh, it's the whole gamut. It's the whole thing. It's not just yeah. the punishment. It's the whole thing. Yeah. And what I find funny is how people will tell you, you know, uh, you know, uh, only God can judge me. Only God can address this. That gives us an idea, a level of understanding of how irreverent, irreverent people have become about God. Because in their minds, nobody can judge them except for God. And yet God has put things in place for them to be able to be judged beforehand so that they can stand before him. Absolutely. This is this is, again, part of that disconnect where we've disconnected the head from the body. Yeah. So we say me. And, and the head, we had this, this, uh, our, yeah, kinda, it's so tight. You know, <laughs> he will judge me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you can't judge me. Okay. You can't assess me. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, um, I put the body there for a reason, you know? Yeah. And as we were just talking the other week, the book of Revelations is full of examples of Christ saying, deal with this issue lest I come. Yeah. The point is, you should address it amongst yourselves because you don't want the Lord to come to address it. Because when exactly. he comes to address it, it's a big deal. <laughs> He's like, somebody's gonna, you know, die. And this links this links to what you like we were saying as well. But this is why you know when you were talking about you wonder why that people aren't passing away or whatever in front of the Lord and stuff like that, is I think that with with the church not recognizing its governmental responsibilities, because it doesn't recognize itself as an ecclesia with governmental responsibilities, mm. then what ends up happening is you end up with a preschool of of, of people, yeah. you know, who basic who basically who's gonna who's gonna govern who? Who's mm. going to put the necessary things in place to say we need to grow up? And I liken it to this, you know, when Josh was young, you know, if 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 Josh played up his mum would address it, but there was always the opportunity to say, wait till your father gets home. Mm. You know, it was that that tension that existed between the government in the house and the authority of the house. Mm. And, you know, when a child grows up in that, it's not because when dad's going to come home, it's a threat. Yeah. It's not an idle threat. What it means is, you, do you really want dad coming in to address this matter? It wasn't about, phys- it wasn't about punishment. It was about Dad's going to come in and, you know, there's going to be some weight applied here. And so it's a corrective measure. And that's the thing where we should be aware about. First of all, our father, like we'll start from the right premise. Our father loves us and he wants us seated in the right hand with with him. All right. In Christ. That is a powerful position on the right hand of God. All right. He wants us there in a position of ruling with him. But if we're in discipline, we can't rule. We can't. And that's the issue. Can't rule, we can't judge. That's right. You know, um, yeah. And what parent, what parent doesn't want their child to grow up into a position of being able to rule and judge and manage the household? This goes back to what I was saying earlier, isn't it? That we we have, uh, we don't, we underappreciate how much the Lord wants us to co-labor with him. Yeah. And to be with him. 
and to be at his side. Do you see how yeah. much he wants you to judge with him? You know, uh, think with him, strategize with him, come up here yeah. with him. You yeah. Know? Um, that's why, that's why, by the way, that's why I love Jason Upson's track in terms of he yeah. talks about come up here, come up now, my beloved, you know, that sort of. Beloved, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Jason Upton. He's, he's definitely hit some some notes. <laughs> some notes. Okay, yeah. listen. Looking yeah. at the time, because um, it's been a great yeah. conversation, as I knew it would be. I the last part of this is I, I I'd like you to tell our viewers and our listeners why it's so important for them to connect and engage with Kingdom Ecclesia and citizenship. What is it for you that is the priority right now? Okay. of why people need to engage with that and, and journey with it. Why? Okay. Well, it's kind of like what I said earlier. The yeah, that's okay. The purpose <laughs> of your life is to govern with Christ, govern with God, okay? So um, it's kind of like this is you expressing, you know, life is, is meaningless and, and um, confusing when you're not in sync with what the Lord is doing. Yeah. So in a way, to connect with him in this way is to be aligned, yeah, is to have synergy even with yourself, you know. So, yeah, it's just like it's, it's purpose. But also uh, for some who are hearing this as well, it might be a matter of obedience for you. You might mm. be having an uh, internal wrestle in yourself where you have maybe been playing the church game or perhaps like myself, you had that deep, you had that burden for greater expression. You had that mm. burden to realize something, uh, something new, or you had that sense that things are kind of off. This is not it, you know, mm. and maybe you're ignoring that, but actually you need to lean into that. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, that's my message. I would say is it's um, heed the voice of God, lean in, start a journey with him. Um, as he said, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Yeah. All will be added. The wealth of of Christ and his uh, his body will flow. Amen. Oh, amen to that. So, uh, as always, I want to thank you so much for being on the call. You're not you you're you're both. You're not just a guest. You're a host as well, um, <laughs> and you're a founder, a co-founder as well. So it's yeah. not like yeah. you're not rooted in and embedded into the whole the whole success of of what we're doing. Um, but I also want to say as well publicly that knowing you as long as I've known you for just your consistency, your faithfulness um, and just your your willingness to drive things forward is, is, is great. And I think, you, you know, certainly as a dear friend as well, um, I there's many times we've had to journey through some difficult times and you've been like, you know, really important comrade on the journey of life. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and yourself and Elizabeth and the family and also your parents as well. You know, I've always felt welcome as like another brother in the household um, and, and with your brothers as well. And I think that that's been something really wonderful. And I know Joshua particularly has benefited from it um, as well for him, um, especially with yourself and, and, and Lizzie being there and, and such a support. And more importantly, I'm also excited about the fact that we've got more podcasts. So we're going to pick topics. That's good. That's good. <laughs> and we're going to chat about some of this stuff. Um, uh, can you also, for a plug as well, you need to plug, I want to plug Startup, uh, startup oh, Greatness. Startup Greatness. 
So oh, please share, 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 share the Instagram and the page okay. or wherever people need to go. I was, I didn't really want to plug that, but if you, if you happen to have some entrepreneurial zeal in you and you're building some kind of business or enterprise, and you want to start building your personal brand or your business brand, then you can look me up on Instagram at startup greatness, startup greatness. Brilliant. Or you can cut right. this part out of the podcast. I don't mind. No, 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 no. I'm gonna. I will, I will, I will, in, in the description, I'm gonna put some stuff there. So I know. I know you yeah, wouldn't want that, but well, we're gonna have that. All right. Brilliant. Thank you so yeah. much, P. Um, I can't uh, wait to get this out. You kind of ended on a kumbaya again. <laughs> Thank you for joining our fireside talk about the kingdom. My name is Frederick Tobin, and I hope this podcast has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to continue to receive fresh insight into the kingdom, click the notification bell to follow us. For further information about the kingdom, visit our website www.unlockthekingdomwithinyou.com to download your free ebook. See you soon.